Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of For the Hidden. This is a podcast hosted by myself, Greg Starks, and my brothers, Michael and Randy. Uh, unfortunately, Randy's not with us today. He is off being busy doing stuff. So today it's just me and Michael. Michael, how you doing? Doing good. Feeling good. Love to be here. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so today we're going to Today we're going to be a little bit more casual, a little more easygoing, and we're going to talk about a few things that have been on our minds and hopefully um, kind of shed some light on more of what we're all about here at For the Hidden and our our goals and how we're trying to reach those goals. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great to me. So before we get started, we are currently, our main focus is still talking about um people experiencing homelessness and how we can shed light on that situation and and what's going on there. Um, But like I said, for today, since we don't have Randy, who's kind of spearheading that you and I are just going to, we're going to talk about a few other things that are in our future. Yeah. Sounds good. And love it within our, our company here. So um, let's, let's dive in. Do you have any, anything else to, to discuss before I, before I dive into this? Nope. I got some things later to say, but for now, let's just get into whatever you want to get into. Cool. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is a certain YouTube video I watched because as we know, right now it's the NBA playoffs and you and I are yeah, both buddy. heavily invested because for the first time in I think 17 years, 17. our beloved our beloved Sacramento Kings are in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge for us. Yep. Our city, our team. But um, as it goes, I watch a lot of YouTube highlights of, of those playoffs. And I happened across, um, I happened upon this, this video that wasn't from this year. I think it was from last year. Yeah. But it's a, I'll give you listeners a quick description. It's only 30 seconds long, but it's a video of a pregame kind of, Pre-game reporting. So this journalist is sitting courtside and he's just talking about um, this game that's about to happen and the players that are playing and, you know, what's going on. And the the reporter at the main desk says, do you know if Jermichael Green is playing? I see him shooting the ball right behind you. Do you know if he's playing? And this reporter, Scott Hastings, a legend, <laughs> this reporter just turns around and says, hey, Jermichael, are you playing? <laughs> And it's such a, such a short video and it's so sweet, but it's hilarious because in a lot of situations you wouldn't think to do that. You know, like you're not, as a reporter, you're probably not supposed to interrupt the players while they're getting ready for the game. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's probably like a taboo or something, but no, this guy just turns around and says, Hey, Jermichael, you playing? And you can see Jermichael Green, the player, he just shakes his head. No, he's not playing. And then the reporter. This reporter, Scott Hastings, says, no, he's not playing. And if you go, but the funny thing and how I want to relate this to to us, what we're doing, if you go to the comments of that video, everybody on the comments says, we need more commentators like him. This is the type of journalism that the media is missing. (laughs) This is how things should be. And people are having a good laugh, but they're also saying like, man, there's some, there's like a, they're on the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to say it. There's a nugget of truth in this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Get them. There's, but there is like a little gold nugget of truth in 
and goodness in what this reporter Scott Hastings did. He just went straight to the source. Yeah. And he even said it himself. There's no no paperwork needed, no red tape. You don't need to go through any officials. No, he said she said up. Yeah, none of that. You don't need to go to the, the commissioner Adam Silver and be like, is he playing tonight? Yeah. You know? No. Just turn around and ask the guy. And I thought about this probably way too much, but I'm thinking about it now and I wanted to talk about it because that's what our goal is. Is we want to go. For example, we're talking about those experiencing homelessness. That's our current kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And what better way to find out what's happening with the homeless population than to go and ask them instead of going through, you know, politics or what my my state governor says or, you know, what a other person may say or what your neighbor says. No, go ask the person who is living in the park or on the street. And go find out from them. What better way to get the information, right? Like, that's got to be the best way to do, you know, your own investigative journalism. Yeah. Find out for yourself. So, really, that's what I wanted to bring that up because that is what we are going for. Is just that pure to the source. What is the problem? And then take that, what they say, and say, what can we do about it? Yeah. And I, I love that because like we, we've, we beginning, we're beginning to find, and we see it, like you said, all, all over the news, like people talking to other people that aren't really in the situation or, you know, politicians or whoever that's trying, they may be genuinely trying to help the situation, but they're not there experiencing it every day. They don't really know. They think they know. It's like, you know, it's like me trying to fix my wife's problems or my kids problems, you know, like I, a lot of times they don't want that. Right. If I just come in and be like, I know better, you do this, right. you do that. Everybody, it's all fine. It's like, that's not, it's not what they want. So like, unless I'm experiencing it with them or you're talking to them first, like, I don't, I have no idea. So a lot of these, a lot of the way journalism works now is like, Oh, I have sources. I'm going to talk to my sources and then their sources. And like you said, he just talks straight to the person involved. It's like, no, yeah. he's, he's the source. He knows yeah. if he's playing or not. So I like that a lot. And just like we did with our um, foster care, you know, interview, I interviewed Alex yeah. and, and that yeah. went great. I was able to talk to her about like, what do you think the problem is? And that's kind of where we're going with this. And that's what actually Randy's going to be interviewing uh, people who are experiencing homelessness, homelessness direct. And uh, we'll be able to hear straight from them. Like, their point of view on the whole situation. And I think that will be pretty eye-opening to a lot of people uh, about yeah. the issue. So yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, and I hope that's something that as we go forward, that's what we keep in mind. And I think we will, but we don't want to lose sight of, of what we're trying to do is, you know, we're not, we're not the, the news media. We're not trying to make a spin. We're not endorsing any politicians. We're just going to go straight to the player who's playing the game and say, are you playing? Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> that's that's perfect. So, and so. again, like not every topic can we do this with? Like if we do something about, you know, climate change or topsoil, like we can't talk to soil. Okay? Right. So, obviously, in those situations it'll be, you know, unless you're some kind of I don't know, gifted person. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I'm a soil whisperer. Um yeah. yeah, then then that obviously we'll get you know, 
professionals on the situation. But yeah, if there's anything involving like a person, a human aspect, then we'll be talking to those people that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's on that note, um, I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit into something that's been on my mind. We've hinted at it. And I think the topic of, of today's episode is going to, we're going to talk a few things about what we're looking at in our future as, as for the hidden other things that we're going to tackle. Cause we've talked about foster care. We're in the midst of, of homelessness. And a lot of you out there might be thinking, wow, that's, that's some heavy stuff. Um, and you know, you love to hear about it and, and learn about it, but it's not something you want to be inundated with every day. Cause it can, it can weigh on you. Right. Yeah. And tough. so it's tough. It's, it's not easy to talk about and learn about. Um, so with that though, I want to talk about a few things that would be a little bit easier to talk about hopefully, but are still very important. And my first topic for your consideration. Let me consider bats. Ooh. So when I say bats, <laughs> what, what, are, what are your first thoughts on bats? bats? Okay. Well, I have two thoughts right away. Just before we started recording this, I was, uh, my son's getting back into baseball this season and I was teaching him how to swing a bat again. That was my first thought, the bat, uh, swinging the bat. Second thought was Batman, which I think maybe a lot of people think about as well. I'm glad you said Batman. Neither of those so, are actual bats. So neither of those are actual like bats. the animal. One is one's a little bit closer than the other. <laughs> we will not be talking about how you know the the cork in bats is ruining baseball. That's not a hidden topic that mm, you know he cork in <laughs> his bat that we're going to talk about here on this on this podcast. But I'm talking about bats, the flying nocturnal mammals. Can I that mostly sleep in caves? Yeah. Can I real quick just give you my first impression of bats? Please do. I want to be the listener for you right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to act as all of you listeners. <laughs> when he said we're going to talk about bats, I'm going to say, ew, bats are gross. <laughs> bats are scary. Why do we need bats? That's that's the listener. Is that also, what you like your initial thought too? Bats uh, are gross. Well, I mean, I've seen your sheet, so I kind of know why we need bats. But <laughs> I think cheated. initially, like I do think when I was growing up and I saw bats, I never liked bats. I never understood why anyone would need a bat or want a bat or why bats. I didn't even know they had a reason to be alive. So that was just me. Okay. Well, <clears throat> that's why we're going to talk about it today. Let's let's so let's I'm, talk about it just a little I'm bit. I'm glad right? you're taking the place of the listener. I'm, <laughs> I'm the listener. Answer some of your questions, listeners, and hopefully shed a little light. But keep in mind, as with all things, I am no bat expert. I'm not a zoologist. But what I do have are these little fingers of mine and Google. And I was able to go to some good, reputable sources and find some information, some very top level information to kind of uh, start uh, ruffling things up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about first why we'd even talk about bats. Kind yeah. of what you said. Yeah. Why, no why, why, why bats? <laughs> so to, to introduce everybody, just like you said with bats, basically the first thing you thought of was Batman. I think that's what a lot of 
at least Americans, a lot of people and throughout the world now with the popularity of comic book movies and comic books, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to think of Batman. Batman is a scary vigilante, right? He definitely is fearful. Yes. And so that is not putting really a good... Not uh, a good look for bats. Good look for bats themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then and then there's all the movies of, you know, Dracula can turn into a bat. Mm-hmm. He sucks blood like... Vampires, yeah. A lot of people yeah. think bats do, like vampires and bats do, but spoiler alert, they really don't. Are you sure? Because uh, there's a bat called a vampire bat. All right, relax. I've got that in notes. A little bit further down. I'll address that. Being the okay? audience. So, but I just want to start like bats are whenever they're in the media or in the popular culture, it's never the greatest thing, right? In in movies, when they go into caves, the jump scare happens when the bats fly out. Always, every every time, time. every time. And people are like deadly afraid of them. And even in some of the movies I've seen, the bats will actually kind of harass or attack the people. Yeah. That's also a myth. That probably would never happen. It may. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because you've asked that. It may happen, but you also have to think you're in their home. Right. Of course. Like, yeah. Like any animal, when you corner an animal and come into its home, you are like, you're likely to get attacked. So that's fair. Probably think about not doing that in the first place. That's fair. Another thing that in, in introducing bats that I really love, one of the reasons why I am so adamant on protecting bats, I think they're awesome, is because in culture in general, in mythologies and histories going back thousands of years, bats have always played a part. Uh-huh. Uh, they've always they've always been there just like a lot of animals they're there right they they represent something and in a couple examples here um the mayans have a god this is probably the most famous one i think because the mayans actually made a god out of the bat and the god is called camazots i'm very close to mayans by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just had to say that I, I uh, made me laugh. I've lived among them and I know their yeah, culture. You, yes. You've lived among them in Guatemala and yep. you know you're a little bit familiar. And actually, when I was looking up information about Camazots, there was a lot of other words they said. I think it was in like uh, Kekchi. Is that the language? That's one of the many dialects of Mayan. Yes, that's the one. Kekchi is the one that I learned some of. Oh, cool. Well, apparently in Kekchi, there was different. In Kekchi was kind of the basis of a lot of Camazots' roots yeah he's so. actually in what you could call their bible he's talked about in that book oh yeah it's called the the um, i'm gonna say it wrong it's two words there i forget what it's called the popol boo popol boo yeah yes so anyways Kamazots plays a huge role he's associated from what i saw with kind of night death and sacrifice which also which you not a good look come on bats well well hold on <laughs> hold on you may think wow those that kind of sounds like batman a little bit yeah. sounds a little bad but if you think of night death and sacrifice but take away all of the hollywood horror involved in those things not as bad as you may think death is a natural part of life Mm-hmm. It just happens to everybody. Okay. Nighttime can be beautiful because it's a time of rest. It's a, you know, it's a time of peace. And again, think before Dracula came along, before zombies came along. These aren't necessarily terrible things. 
So it, it was a little more, instead of horror, I think it was more reverence. Okay. In, in that regard. Yeah. Okay. But then let's keep moving on. So in, in Chinese, the word for bat is yan fu. And fu is a similar word meaning good fortune. Mm-hmm. And so in, in Chinese, they love these like play on words like that. So when you have two words that mean totally different things, but they sound the same, then they're often correlated. Okay. And so bats are very correlated with good fortune because of that. And then in, again, though, going back to the underworld in the Greek mythology, bats are often associated with Persephone and Hades, who are kind of the Hades being the caretaker of the underworld. So mm-hmm. again, I, I could see where you're coming from. But you have to think a lot of this comes because bats like to live in caves and caves often represent dark places, the underworld, where we go after we die, we go down. You know, that's what a lot of mythologies believe. So obviously bats are down there. They're with it. Let's get off that train. All right. That's kind of the history of bats. But let's get into reality. The real world. (laughs) Let's get into some stats. All right. Get into reality. Like what actually, like we haven't talked about why, why should we care about bats? Let me tell you why. Because bats, according to my research, (laughs) can eat up to a thousand mosquitoes an hour. Holy moly. That's a lot of mosquitoes. That's a lot of mosquitoes. And that's probably just, probably just one bat. One bat? If you think a colony of bats. A thousand mosquitoes? Per hour. Okay. About that. That's a lot now, of mosquitoes. You might be reconsidering how you feel about bats. Give me Especially a couple bats. <laughs> yeah, right. If you could get a couple bats as pets, you'd be set. And then in the United States, I, I had read also that insect consumption, um, the bats consuming insects, results in a savings over the year of about three billion with a B dollars. Billion dollars. That's a to lot. To the US like government and just the economy in general. That's just because lot. bats do what they do. This is just from bats living. All right. Okay. Three billion dollars savings. And then the bats that don't eat um insects, there's bats that um only eat fruit. And when they eat fruit, they ingest the seeds. And when they poop out those seeds in their guano, they're spreading the seeds, which does amazing things for um, fruit in general and for like rainforests and things like that. Bats are an incredible kind of spreader of of uh, wildlife, of not wildlife, but of like environment, flora, I guess. Okay. They do an incredible job of that just naturally. And also, there are some bats that act like bees. I didn't know that, but apparently some bats pollinate just like bees do. Oh, weird. So That's weird. I have seen imagine. bats with like bee-like tongues, those long, skinny things, you know? Yeah. There's those weird-looking bats that have those things. It's probably them then. I wonder if that guy. Just imagine going to your backyard and instead of bees, just a bunch of bats. I mean, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I mean, I like bees, and I realize that bees are also very important to our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if I could change like a thousand bees for two bats <laughs> in a heartbeat, it like might be worthwhile too. And do you know, this is a question you probably don't know the answer. You might, uh, do they eat wasps? 
Do bats eat wasps? Yeah. I do not What's know. What's the situation there? Because we have a lot of wasps. I would love to have some bats. That's a good question. I, from what I read, they, they really only said like the little insects, like okay. the little annoying ones, like the, the mosquitoes and probably the gnats and yeah, those guys. Those, I don't so. know. I don't know if they go for the kind of the bigger ones, like the bees and the wasps, but it's a good question. Yeah. Just we wasps. Can look into that. I don't like wasps. Yeah. Wasps can be, they can be hurtful. Yes. <laughs> wasps can say some hurtful. Just things. rude. <laughs> just really honoring. Uh, let's, let's keep going. So here's another percentage I have written down on my sheet. Um, fruit eating bats can account for as much as 95% of the seed dispersal responsible for early growth in recently cleared rainforests. So that's kind of what I said, but with that number 95% in early growth, that's, let me hit you with a a real buzzer here. Okay. That's almost 100%. That's close. That's five away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do the quick math. That's only five away from being 100%. That's a lot of the dispersal. Um, in short, and there's so many more stats you can talk about. I remember when I was in college, when I really first was um, introduced to why bats are so cool, the main thing that, that I had talked about, that I had seen and, and heard about, what, and we watched a video of those bats. There's, a, there's bats in Texas that live under this bridge that I've talked about here. But those bats were said to have eaten 20 tons of insects every night. Jeez. They come out of their bridge eat 20 tons of insects and then go back to their bridge every night. And, and people were talking about how it's a, you know, a miracle of nature. It's just incredible. And it's just one example. There's so many amazing things that bats do that do not include us at all, but they benefit us 100%. And so, yeah. So you may be saying listeners, that's great. Bats do all these cool, all this cool stuff. Bats are wonderful, but also bats have rabies. To that, I say, is that a you fact? Can be right. Yeah, you can be right. Okay. Bats. bats not all can bats give rabies. Not all bats. Just like not all dogs give you rabies. A very, right. Very small number. But bats are, I guess, popularly known for like if you're handling them or, you know, whatever else you 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 could get rabies. Okay, that's not good. But here's Here's the down low on that. First of all, just like we had said, the chance of you getting rabies from a bat, very low. Just like getting rabies from a dog, very low. Okay. I think the rule of thumb is if you're able to catch a bat, like if you can catch it out of thin air, or not thin air, but just catch it out of the air or pick it up off the ground, don't. Because like most animals, if you can catch that animal, that animal is not functioning properly. Well, I mean... I mean, come on. It, well, let's. It's a bat. Let's think about this. What okay. if I had a lot of skill and I was very fast? <laughs> I could just catch a bunch of bats out of the air. How fast are we talking? Like, are you as fast as the Flash? Because you'd have to be. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody who, if they were just standing there with their hand up and it stood still, and then after a while, the you know bats were out and about eating bugs, and they just got one, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess you're right. We could also say that if you put a million monkeys and give them typewriters, <laughs> one of them will type out Shakespeare. Um, I think the number would be higher than a million. 
<laughs> I think you need a lot of monkeys. <laughs> a lot of monkeys. <laughs> I think we're talking trillions. <laughs> anyway, but okay. What, I, what I'm saying, though, is... The average human, not including myself, could not catch... Yeah, apparently you're superhuman. You have superhuman speed. With their hand. You. But, yeah, if you see a bat on the ground, first of all, that bat, something is wrong with that bat. Bats right. don't just chill on the ground. They're not right. just hanging out. And if, for some reason, you decide to pick up the bat, then you're in trouble because bad idea. that bat is probably sick or dying or dead. And if it's sick, it might be rabies. And then you would get rabies. So what I'm trying to say is you won't get rabies from a bat unless you, as the person, make a really dumb decision. Right. In general. Touching a bat. There was... <laughs> Yes, there were a couple instances when I looked up in 2021, it said that three people died from rabies from bats in three different states. But in 2021, there were three bat rabies deaths, which I think was an, was a huge increase from the previous years. So probably zero. Yeah. Yeah. 300%. Like what? There was one. (laughs) So although these deaths were very sad, you have to think. That's a pretty good percentage, right? That's a that's a good low that we're looking for. Three out of four billion deaths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we're doing pretty well. <laughs> it's okay. So three people died from rabies in 2021 from bats. Two of them were considered avoidable. One of them was there was a bat roost in the home. So, which means that bats most likely made their way into the attic, which can happen okay. in some places. Yeah. Made their way into the attic, made a home. And then the person probably found out, like saw the bats, but didn't handle it properly. Meaning if you see bats in your home, immediately call animal control. That's the only, yeah, the only recourse. Don't There's nothing to else care to do. Of it yourself. Correct. Nothing else to do, but call animal control. This person probably did not do that. And the second one um, was what we had just talked about. I think it was like a little boy. And he picked up the bat with bare hands, which would, yep. which is what I was saying. If you see a bat on the ground, that's number one on things not to do. Right. So very unfortunate, but they were avoidable. So what I'm trying to say is, just like you said, three out of eight billion or however many people on earth is pretty good as far as bat attacks in the wild. Okay. I mean, that, that gives some perspective, right? Because... Like, I'm going to go back to bees again. Like, I think a lot more people are very allergic to bees than are to bats or, you know, like, yeah, like the odds of you getting sung by a bee just in general are mm-hmm. way higher, infinitely higher than you getting bit yeah. by a bat. Yeah. So that's a little perspective, even though they're scary, like it's not going to, even if they yeah live around your house in the trees or whatever, you're still not going to be bit by a bat. Yeah. You're still absolutely not going to get bit by a bat you are much more likely i think almost everybody's been stung by a bee you know in their childhood or something you know i get stung of else too much too much actually i say that but i've never been stung by a bee so ever never wow i got stung in my life like twice just last year alone and Call me the bee whisperer the the worst one you want to hear the worst bee thing i ever had yeah please right in the kneecap i was wearing shorts Ooh. and i was playing soccer on one of those mini soccer fields with the little nets. Yeah. 
It's like a billion degrees outside and uh, it like dive bombed oh. right in the kneecap, stung me. It hurt so bad. I couldn't run anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Right in the right in the bone, basically. Yeah, it was not <laughs> not enjoyable. It was, it was bad. And this is off topic, but I think at some point we will also talk about bees and bees. I love bees. Bees are great. Even even more than bats, maybe. But, but I get stung a lot and I don't like it. But the thing about bees is, is that you can really, first of all, they're incredibly smart. Bees are very smart and they, they have patterns to the way they work and live and even attack. Yeah. And so you can almost always pinpoint, why did I get, why did I get stung? You can almost always go back to the reason of how bees act. And so it's, it's kind of comforting knowing like, okay, next time I can avoid that by doing this and this and this, you know? So, yeah, I think the two, the two most recent ones. Yeah. I mean, I was in their business, you know, doing, <laughs> doing stuff, but yeah, the probably acting just a fool. too close. I wasn't acting a fool. I was just, you know, minding my business, but I was close to their business and that, that mm. they don't like that. And then the, but the, the kneecap one, I was in the middle of a field. Like I, I, they weren't even close. It could have been in like the flowers, you know, those little flowers on the field. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, watch out. Scarred you for life. Just watch yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but at least bees don't carry rabies because rabies turns out um, after it may not show symptoms for like three weeks, but once they start showing symptoms, it's 100% fatal. Which is really too depressing late. and sad. Yep. Yeah. Um, so at least bees don't carry that. At least they don't. But like I said, I think more people are like dangerously allergic to bees. Yes. Yeah. Your point being, yeah, bees actually might pose more of a threat. Yeah. That. I think there's probably more bee sting deaths per year than there are bat related deaths. That's that's likely. I don't know I, the stats, I, but I just. Yeah. I didn't look that up, but I, I do believe that. Probably it's got to be more than three. So let me let's let's dive back to bees. So or to bats. I mean bats. So you had mentioned vampire bats. I did. Those are a those are a real. It's a real kind of bat. It's a real kind of bat. A real species of bat, and they're called vampire bats because they feed off of blood. That's Ooh, what they that's do. Their, suck that's your their blood, life, which is really cool to be honest. I think that's super cool. <laughs> That's that's but that's the scary part that people don't like. That's this, yeah, this vampire bat, which lives mostly around like South America, Mexico, South America area. Okay, we're safe. They, yeah, so we here are safe right now. Well, is it South America or is it Mexico? Because those are two different places. It's altogether. both. That's why I said both. <laughs> okay, Central it's, and it's, South America. It said Mexico and South America, which I thought, yeah, why didn't it just say Central? Well, do they skip all the countries in between? I don't know. There's a lot of them. I, I know, but <laughs> okay. I don't know if there are vampire bats in Panama. There right? probably are. Say. There probably are. There probably are. Yeah. But what I will say, since we are in the United States, they said that the only sightings of like any vampire bats in North America have been in like southwestern Texas, which kind of makes sense. Okay. So you're good. Right. Most of but, you are good. Most of you are good unless you live in southwestern Texas, but even then you're still good because here's what I'm about to tell you. First of all, vampire bats, they're the originator of all the scary stories. That's where all this comes from. Most likely all the Hollywood scare. That's where it all comes from is from these vampire bats. But 
they almost never feed on humans, probably because we're gross to them. I don't know. That's just my assumption. If you eat a Snickers, I don't know why a bat would want that, right? It's gross. But probably because we carry is, a lot of diseases and stuff that bats will yeah, just die from. We're just gross like <laughs> yeah. mammals. Why would they want a piece of that? You know, they don't want that McDonald's blood. It's right. disgusting. Yeah. No good. No good. What they like is livestock. First of all, because livestock are just chilling there for the most part, like a cow, it's just minding its business. Mm-hmm. And so a, that's easy prey for a bat. And they probably don't even feel it, to be honest, like a cow. They don't. They just sit and, there. And even if you got bit, you wouldn't feel it either. That's oh, really? It That's how slight and how quick it is. Wait, it's, it's just like it, a, but they just take it and It's leave. just a quick little whoop and it's gone. They just take a little taste out of everybody. Yep. <laughs> they don't sit and, and suck. No, no, they don't turn into a giant pale man with a cloak and just, hey. you know, I hey, don't maybe. Your blood. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> None of that happens. What happens is a quick little dive and a quick little whoop, and then it's gone. If you were sleeping, you wouldn't feel it. And another fun fact, if a bat were to actually come and feed off of a human, it wouldn't be your neck. Some of these, this research says it would most likely be your big toe. What? Because they can somehow immediately pinpoint that as like a kind of a source of quick blood, just a quick little, yeah. quick little suck. But- that's weird. What I'm trying to say is they feed off of livestock, cows, pigs, bulls, all that stuff. They almost never go to humans. And if they do in South America, it's because there's a problem. Again, bats acting irregular is because there is something wrong with their normal routine. Right. So the livestock are sick or are dead or something's wrong. And so all of this to say, Bats are your friends. There's no issues with bats. Bats are your friends, people. All the good things they do for this world, we need to raise awareness and hear it for the hidden, speak for them, and say, if you see bats around, leave them alone. They're not going to do you any harm unless they're in your living room. In that case, call animal control. Other than that, Bats are so good for the environment. So is your point to just remove stigma behind bats or is there like a, is there, is there oppression towards bats that is unwarranted and we need to fix it? Well, I don't think there's any oppression towards bats, like from humans besides just the, the general, yeah, your first point, the general view that we have of bats. Okay. It does negatively affect them, I think, in some cases, because people have misconceptions, right? But and is misconceptions there... lead to sometimes um, maybe exterminations or mishandling right. of bats, which can be a problem for both sides. Yeah, but there's no, like, right now, there's no mass extermination of bats happening. Not from humans. Okay. But from disease. Okay. So my last point, and I'll get more into this when we actually decide to talk about bats later on. This is just an intro. Yeah. Still just an overview of some things that Greg cares about. Just some things I care about. For you listeners out there, you can go and look up something called white nose syndrome. (laughs) White nose syndrome. 
That's what is called this, basically this disease that's been infecting bats since about 2006 when we discovered it, mostly in North America. And it's killed millions of bats since 2006. And it's increasing and growing. And, you know, we're, and by, when I say we, we are trying our best, I mean the scientists and the people who actually help. Those people are doing their absolute best to mitigate and find the reasons why and hopefully stop these things. But I hope my goal is by increasing awareness of this and telling people, hey, there's this thing out there, there's a disease called white nose syndrome that's really wiping out these bats. Maybe a couple of a couple of us, a couple of you will find it in your hearts to do something about it or to maybe donate to a charity that helps bats. There's a lot yeah. of good charities out there that do good things for bats. That seems like one of the best things you can do for this specific cause. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to go put on some gloves and be like, I'm going to help these bats. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't try to gather them up and take them in to get vaccinated. Like, just, yeah, just you know, that's not going to help these bats. It doesn't help. The best way that we can help bats when we know nothing about them, really, as you know, you and I are, we're just regular casual observers. The best thing we can do is just to know about it and possibly donate. Yeah. To, to help this out. It's fair. Um, and so that's, that's my goal. And another reason why I bring this up and why, you know, I, I think it's just a good topic is because, like I said, we've been talking about things that are so heavy. Yeah. In with, with actual human beings. And I think talking about bats, it's again, still important, still very important to our ecosystem, to our world. Um, but it's something that we can still have a little fun around, you know? We yeah. can talk about Dracula. A little more lighthearted. We can talk yeah. about Gamazots. Yeah. And the yeah. All those things are, it's important to be able to take, you know, a mental break from sadness all the time. Yeah. And, and I, and I truly do stand up for bats. I've had a few situations in my life since I've learned about these things where I have come in defense of bats being like, hey, they're not that bad. Hey, stop. Talking about bats like that. Yeah, don't talk about my homie that way. <laughs> yeah. Standing up for bats. All bat and kind. I hope that, and I hope that after listening to this podcast, some other people will too. And if that happens, then my goal has been achieved. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah, that's that's great. I think that's that's good to get people to know bats are good. I've seen so many bats in my life. It's usually, you know, at night when you see what you think is a bird flying around. It's probably yeah. a bat. Yep. Um, because birds don't really fly around like that at night. <laughs> so, yeah. And bats are, yeah, kind of particular in the way they fly too. Yeah. You it's can kind of tell. More like, because they're chasing mosquitoes and stuff, right? They're they're diving all over the place. Yeah. They're zigzagging around. So, they're, they're catching those little guys. Seen a lot of them. A lot of bats. I think they're cool. I think they're kind of gross, but they're not harmful. And I've learned that. So that's good. Yeah. They won't, won't be attacked by bats. Correct. Unless I mess they, with them, then maybe. They will not suck your blood unless you walk into, well, no, they won't suck your blood. They won't attack you unless you walk into a cave and just start screaming at them and wake them all up. Right. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> don't do that. I've been spelunking once, uh, cave, you know, cave exploring. They're pretty tight caves and mm -hmm. I didn't see any bats in there. So might have missed out. 
<laughs> bad ex- the jump scare bad experience i didn't get that yeah uh, it's well, that's a good caves. thing too though yeah maybe the, the people who prepared the cave ahead of time made sure there were no bats which um, is good this cave was like in the middle of the jungle in guatemala there were no people oh there's there was there was no people there was no preparation then you just got lucky yeah it was just a cave down the hole well, that we went into maybe you met you you could have met camazots itself that would been cool that would have been sweet um but i didn't <laughs> so yeah maybe next time yeah it was really uh cold in there though caves are cool caves yeah caves will do that yeah so anyways that's my that's my quick introductory spiel on bats cool thanks for that um i i don't have anything to talk about but i do have something to talk about i don't have a topic to talk about um interesting but i do have something to talk about i have a question to to pose to you okay let's say you say that i'm ready (laughs) i'm going to pose a question to you um because we're in this in this this business of helping this is I say business because a lot of people see helping and service and, you know, donating and nonprofits. They're all business things um, of helping people, helping bats, helping, you know, ideas in the world. And at times we've used the word altruism. So does that have a lot of weight with you, that word specifically? What do you think about it? Um, when I first think of altruism, honestly, I think of like, um, like decisions that governments have to make, which is probably not right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think governments are very altruistic. That's that's where it's, uh, that's where the (laughs) conundrum is. Yeah. Um, but that's just what the first thing that comes to mind when I think of, of altruism. And I also think of, um, when I, when I go a little bit deeper into the word, it reminds me of, how do I put this? Like, um, people, people who would say that they are themselves altruistic immediately puts me on my guard. Yeah. 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 I agree. 100%. So to me personally, I know the past few months since we've started this venture, we're we're trying to be altruistic. But to me, when I hear the word, it immediately raises a little bit of an alarm. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's one of those words to me where the word, the meaning of the word is wonderful. It's like a belief in helping others. It's very selfless. You only think about others and you're just genuine genuinely doing things for others it's like altruism like helping yeah but i agree i think that there's like a stigma behind the word where a lot of companies or brands or people will use it to make themselves look good um like we're altruistic we do altruistic things it's like okay but do you though like are you really i think that's just a sales tactic nowadays to to you know just like to to prey on the the goodness of people yeah um, I'm not saying everybody does that, but that's how it feels. So yeah. I think I think lately we've been more back and forth on on using it. I like I like to have like kind of what you said. We we don't want to call ourselves that. We want to gain a reputation where other people will say it about us. And I think that's where we want to be. And that's where I think right. most people should should land. Where I I have, you have to gain that. You can't just say you're altruistic. 
because a lot of times you can say that and then end up not doing anything ever. Yeah. Like you could be a good person, but still not help other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So like there's a big difference. You have to kind of like gain that. It's kind of like a badge of, of honor that you've, you've done the work, you put the work into other people would label us as such. So I think that's where I want to get personally, um, and kind of work my way towards others calling us altruistic and not calling ourselves that. That's a, yeah, that's a good point because you're, you're absolutely right. The only people who would use the word altruistic are companies really and yeah. they use the word in, in a sense of like, it's, it's almost like a buzzword. You know, we are altruistic. We, we practice altruism, but a normal person in everyday life, an individual doesn't usually say, Oh, Yes, I am altruistic. You know, <laughs> no, yeah, that right. person, yeah. if that person actually is altruistic, they just say, oh yeah, I, I volunteer on Saturdays. Yeah, I or, like helping yeah, people. I pick yeah. up trash, you know, they don't. And that's why, again, we have that slogan, do good, be good. Yep. You have to do good first and then you will be good. And then other people will say, hey, that's a good guy. You know, you don't, you don't say, oh, I'm a good guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. You I know. do great things all the time. I do great things well, yeah. every day. <laughs> and again, if you do say that, if you're the type of person to say that, then everybody else in that little circle is going to be like, well, because that changes the focus, right? That shifts it from being a selfless thing to a selfish thing. Like I do yeah. good. I do good things. Recognize me. It's like, no, other people need to say that. <laughs> like that yeah. guy does good things and he never Your actions says it. will speak for you. Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole debate, and I think we could talk about altruism for a long time. But I just want to get a, initial feelers out. You know, maybe people have thought the same thing. Like if we're saying that, like hopefully we're doing it, and I think we have. I think so far we've done, um, we've done a lot. We've we've talked to people. We've uh, spent time, you know, mm-hmm. donated things. Like in the course of just this, since we started this effort, like I've done I've done all of those things. So I think yeah. that we're putting in that that work. So. Um, someday we might gain that badge, <laughs> but hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll, yeah. it'll speak for itself. That's, that's what we, that's what we hope for. Yeah. Cool. So that's just one little thing I wanted to speak about. Um, did you want to speak about anything else? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Not, not for today. I just, I, Again, just want to reiterate that we our our goal is to to share the good news of things happening and how we can um, emulate those those good things happening, right? And how we can help push those good things. And just like I said at the beginning, with that that NBA reporter, we see something good, we point out that good thing, and yep. we just say, "Here's the information." You know, that's it. And then the people will do according to what they see. Right. That's, that's, that's what, that's what our goal is. Yeah. Um, and like, especially with stuff like the, the unhoused community, we can, you know, if I ever had the question, why would people ever be homeless? You know, instead of asking somebody who works with them, I, I that's what we're doing. Randy's going to talk to them. He's going to go talk yeah. to them and interview them and say, Hey, why, why do you choose this? Or why, why did you not choose this? But why did this happen to you? You know, and let's, yeah. let's figure this out. Like, is this something you want or is this something you don't want? Do you want it to be fixed or are you fine? Like these are the, the questions that I think a lot of people say, Oh, he's suffering. 
let's fix it where yeah. maybe he's not, maybe, maybe they're not, I don't know, but yeah. you know, so I think that's important for us to really get these, get these people talking to you on a one-to-one, just really humanistic thing. Get down. And to the solutions, level. the solutions may not be what we think they are either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, just, obviously it's not with, with those experiencing homelessness. We've, as a society, we know, you know, just throwing money at them. It hasn't helped. That it, It's not, that's not solving the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe that's, yeah, maybe there's something completely different that they have the answer for, but no one will ever listen because they're quote unquote crazy homeless people, but yeah. they're really not that we're just labeling them as these things. Yeah. Um, and then again, again, with that campaign, I think the same thing goes with the stigma, right? With bats, the same thing can go with the unhoused, right? Yeah, absolutely. People are afraid of them like in the streets or, you know, sometime it might be warranted, but sometimes it's totally not. And yeah, it's just, you know, you know, different view of the world that we need to gain. Um, yep. And we can gain it together. Yes. Yeah. That's all Amen. I got. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Well then, uh, with that being said, we are, I think we're done here today. Today was just a little, a little check-in, a little bit more lighthearted. Hopefully we all learned something, um, about bats and, and, uh, and about yourself. If you thought bats were gross, you're gross. Well, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're not. <laughs> They're not gross. They're perfectly <laughs> fine. You're not gross. Uh, we all, we all learned something today. We all had fun. Um, and next time we see you, we'll, we'll probably be talking about um, our current campaign, the issues amongst those experiencing homelessness. And, and we'll have Randy back with us and we'll have some more content to share with you all. So thank you so much for joining us here today. We have been For the Hidden. My name is Greg Starks. And my name is Michael Starks. Yes, it is. And we will see you all next time. Bye.